Instant I gotta blow up a bathroom here in a minute. <laughs> Run into Tom's bathroom and lock him out. Welcome. <laughs> He's like, there's hair everywhere. <laughs> That's the least of your problems. Hope you got a plunger. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Entertain This, a podcast about movies, TV shows, and video games. I'm Hayden. With me, I'm Mitch. Hello. And Tom. Hi, Tom. And today we are discussing what? Cult classic films and cult films. Not the occult, but, right. but cult classics and stuff. Okay, so give me an example. So, well, you know, stuff like Blade Runner, Tenacious D. Oh, okay. Th- those kind of films. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. So what makes a film a cult classic or a cult film? A mo- movies that come out and nobody knows what they are and because, like, they don't slap the audience right from the get. And then, like, people kind of sit on them for a while. And then after their their box office run, mm-hmm. they, they bolster up enough... Downloads or DVD sales. A lot of the movies end up being like failures in the box office. And then like clerks is a huge cult movie. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it, I think most of the big uh, directors started that way. Um, Except for like Spielberg. Spielberg's first movie was jaws and it just dominated the box office when it came out. So the, uh, the term was coined quote unquote around 1970 or so is what they said. So, Mm -hmm. It's it's not been around as long as film, but yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of it's got its niches. I think like one of the first cult was like what Easy Rider. Yeah, well, yeah, that was one of them. That yeah. was a huge cult movie. Yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of times cult movies end up being lower budget kind of stuff, just because not all the time, but most of the time mm-hmm. it's, it's lower budget movies that people just don't really know about. They weren't necessarily released in theaters or you know very limited release too. Would you or say they were and they didn't do well because. Like the marketing and like nobody really knew what the genre was, what it was about. Yeah. Would you say the Academy, like if they give it attention, it's not a cult movie anymore? <clears throat> Probably because then it would. I mean, there's just too much attention drawn to it, you know, for to win awards and stuff. Like, was it Midnight Cowboy? Is that one? Uh, yeah. What's called or Mid- Urban Cowboy? No, Min. I think it was called Midnight Cowboy. I think it, yeah, I think there's a movie called that. Yeah. And that one went to the Academy, but like nobody knows what that is nowadays. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, I don't know what's uh, what's I guess like uh, any of uh, the um, what's that the trilogy called with Shaun of the Dead, the Cornetto trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> I guess Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, at World's End. Yeah, I, I think all three of those yeah could be considered. Well, because I mean, they're they're great movies, at least you know, in our opinion. But um, not a lot. I mean, there's people that you know of that never even heard of those, right? Because yeah. they weren't big, you know, theatrically released kind of stuff. All the, necessarily, yeah, well, a lot of it's like that word of mouth spread. Yeah, like I remember when Shaun of the Dead came out. I remember it being like in the theaters. I don't really remember TV for it. Yeah, I just, you know, like we were taught, like my buddies telling me about it, and like I saw it and. Like on DVD, and I bought it. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is the greatest movie ever!" Like this when, is when Comedy Central was still a thing. <laughs> most yeah. most UK movies before Harry Potter were, were like that, like uh, uh, Monty Python. Yeah, much anything were, Monty Python. Well, Monty Python was, I wouldn't say cult. That it, was huge 
in Europe. In Europe, but in America, where, where only, everything matters, <laughs> and where all the money is for entertainment. Yeah. I, I think mean, their budget for like what Holy Grail was like a million bucks, probably less than. It was probably they like spent most of it on Grant Chapman's drinking problem, probably. But like you know, the UK, if they if they get everybody in their theaters to watch a movie, mm-hmm. they'll probably only walk away with two or three hundred million dollars here. You know, if you get a quarter of Americans to watch the movie, you, you're, you're going to get you're gonna crack easy. the top ten yeah. of box office sales on a <laughs> so. weekend. Well, yeah. they, I mean, they have movies like a like I was saying, Blade Runner, which you know, when it first came out, was it, how popular was that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I've never been a big fan, but I mean, well, you know, not very. There's, a, there's different versions of cult because like sci-fi stuff is kind of its own. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's cult movies. There's sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. It, it, are, the, yeah. the, the sci-fi genre is so segmented from all the other genres that, like, if somebody likes, I don't know, they like Blade Runner or they like Alien or something like that, they're going to go down the rabbit hole of other famous uh, sci-fi movies. Better and, like it. Yeah. Like so, uh, The Last Starfighter. Yeah. 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 Like, I, there's one called The Leviathan, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it's about, um, it's kind of like The Abyss, but a horror movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wouldn't know that I exist unless I like The Abyss a lot. And I did mm-hmm. like The Abyss a lot, so I was looking for movies that are similar to that, and there you go. And it's not a phenomenal movie, but it hits that vein enough where you, you could appreciate it from a cult following kind mm-hmm. of standpoint. Well, that's like, I mean, some things, like they, they're talking about the movie The Thing. Uh-huh. You know, when it first came out, it was not, you know, considered good. Uh, you know, it no, didn't make pe- tons of money. People, like, got sick watching it. Because <laughs> at the time, like, special effects for what they were in 1981 or two. Mm-hmm. Seeing those kinds of practical effects that look that good, it still hold up. Well, that's today. why auteurs like Carpenter, you you know, auteurs. He, he can he can do whatever he wants, and he's the guy that will do whatever he mm-hmm. wants. And and the studio just has to listen because he's like a horror cult film guy now. Because mm-hmm. he had well, there's like I think his first movie was Assault on Precinct 13, the Car- original Carpenter. Which, yeah, no Halloween. No, I think Carpenter did a, uh, that movie. He might have done some, uh, <clears throat> but I think he got into horror with Halloween. Pretty sure Carpenter's first movie was because he's got what he in did, the mouth of madness is a big one now or Prince cult, of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Let me look it up. Keep talking. I mean, he he also did the thing. Yeah, he did the thing, which you know between the thing and Halloween, both are equal. Yeah, as far as how good they are. His first movie was okay. Well. He directed Captain Voyeur, which is more like a student film. Mm-hmm. Then Dark Star, which is like alien but stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're right, Assault on Precinct, pre, uh, Precinct, Precinct 13. 13. Um, and then he did Halloween. So then, ho- I think I think that's when he realized horror was his his bread and butter. Well, mm, I mean, he definitely has a science science fiction niche as well in a mm-hmm. couple of his movies. I think science fiction was always an interest, but like cosmic horror. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, the thing is cosmic horror pretty much. And so is you, you could argue that, uh, some of the, uh, 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 the HP Lovecraft stuff that he did mm-hmm. as well. I think also another big subgenre of cult films is action. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to get to the, uh, they had big trouble in little China and, oh, es- yeah. and escape from New York. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Those uh Snake Pliskin. Yeah, like, I mean, just recently I science fiction. I watched the mm-hmm. uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and it's like that. The movie is not great by any means. Just like but watch it's, it. It's though. amazing to watch. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where they're like, "Well, we got something going. Let's just see where it goes." It's like, yeah. oh, this isn't bad. Yeah. So why is that guy exploding? I don't know. Just go with it. It's funny that you know uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell's in three of these that we've mentioned. The yeah. the thing. Yeah. So is Donald Pleasance. 
<laughs> well, you, you have to think Kurt Russell was viewed only as a Disney actor, you know, before oh, yeah, Car- Carpenter yeah. got him. Especially when yeah. he was younger. Yeah, so, you know. Before he became Snake Plissken. Pretty much. <laughs> so. Then, then you got movies like uh, Fight Club. Yeah. I think that's an awesome movie, but supposedly, like, when it first came out, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't keep up with stuff when I well, was Fincher, that little. But. Uh, did Fincher do Fight Club? David Fincher? I don't remember who. I don't know. But I know, like, it was pretty much panned when it first came out because they said it was just too violent, and it didn't – something about, like, it uh, – Yeah, it, Fincher. It lo- you know, shown a bad light on mental health and stuff like that, so people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fincher is also one of those kind of guys. He, he takes a very cerebral concept mm-hmm. and just blows it out of proportion, you know, with Fight Club, uh, with Seven, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he, and he finds actors that can kind of fit that shtick and keep it going. And, you, you know, you can't imagine somebody else – like, they – you can see where the commonality between Fight Club and Seven is, for instance. Mm-hmm. But if you had somebody else do it, for instance, like they, they the studio, Fincher did Alien 3, mm-hmm. one of the worst Alien movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> but he was given a bad script and the studio had their thumbs on him. All right? And then Alien 3 has since then, you could say, had a cult following. You know, it's not great, but you... you Compared to the other ones? Yeah. But, aside uh, from Alien and Aliens. You know, uh, but then when he was let loose with Fight Club and Seven and other movies, you know, he he actually had Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman go to the studio and say, we will not continue to do this movie unless you let this guy have his ending that he wants. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's basically where you get that a- auteurship, you know, so to speak, where you can do whatever you want with the movie and the studio has to back off when the A-listers that get the butts and seats show up and to the studio for you and say, if you want to see this movie, listen to this guy. Yeah. So, and that's what makes the cult following. I don't know if Seven did great when it first came out, but, uh, you know, it's an amazing movie today. I mean, a lot of directors, like you were saying, had that cult movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like Tarantino had Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Like, yep. that's a yep. huge cult movie. And it tanked in the beginning oh, when yeah. it first came out. Nobody really got it. No. And then later it was like, oh, man, this is a fantastic. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I remember Reservoir Dogs when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, another horror movie, well, I say horror, it's horror comedy, but Hocus Pocus. When that came out, it mm-hmm. was like, str- almost, I think it was like straight to Disney Channel. Now it's like 24 <laughs> hours on Halloween, you yeah. gotta watch Hocus Pocus and Binks. And, and they, got a, they got a sequel coming out. <laughs> they do. Yeah, this year. <laughs> I think that, you know, also some of the cult following movies hit that weird seasonal, like, point. Like, yeah. Like, you, you didn't really have like a good, besides like uh, Halloween, but not for kids. You're like a good... Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween movie and yeah. Hocus Pocus hit that too. The problem with Christmas movies is there's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. Know? But like a Christmas Story was a cult film. Yeah, that movie Be- bombed when it came out because it was a uh, Hocus Pocus when it first started. You know, it was it was something that hit that that niche. Well, like Jingle All the Way, it's not a big cult film, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Christmas kids movie. Yeah, Turbo Time. I watch it every year just because it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he's got two. <laughs> Get the mail, man. If you see like that little grid that little line spike you know for jingle all the way it's going to be like bam christmas and, yeah. then, and then it's dead for the rest of the year yeah so and that's what probably keeps these cult following movies going so i think a lot of like just like those high school movies are okay. huge cult films like napoleon dynamite yeah um even i think the breakfast club was well, a actually cult napoleon movie. dynamite made 400 million do- 40 million dollars at the well, box it's, office. it's weird because i think that people still consider it a cult movie Probably Despite just because, its box office success. I think just because it's so diversified, like either people love it or hate it. Yeah. yeah. It, I can't stand that movie, to be I honest. I love that movie. 
Yeah, it's it's a movie that where you like everybody like, like why do you like that movie? And you're like, cause you know it's funny, it's my <laughs> own thing. But then like, there's a billion people that are like that, so you know, yeah. it's just it's a high school movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it came out at the right time to mm-hmm. to be considered cult, but still make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Movies that are rebellious that go against the norm, like pretty much every John Hughes movie, you know, where. Yeah. Um, angsty teens are trying to find their place in the upcoming world and stuff like that, you know, and then they stick and, uh, like everybody watches the breakfast clubs and mm-hmm. 16 candles and whatnot. I'm saying almost fire. And yep. So, well, we, uh, what are some, some modern movies that you think will, will be cult movies here in the coming years? I think Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. I think yeah. that that, because it, it didn't do great when it came out. But it ge- it it gelled so well with the original Blade Runner that I think it will be like the exact predecessor of that first movie, where everybody didn't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. and then you know they'll be watching it in film school one day. Now, so. now, now hear me out, Batman versus Superman, because not because you could say whether it's bad or good, but because you have some diehard fans that just love it. So whether you like it or not, it's gonna be it's gonna have a cult following. Deeply, as, <laughs> as it continues to go. Because there, there's some that hate it, some that love it. So I didn't like it. I liked it. It was but. too dark. And I don't mean like dark as in content. I mean dark as in I couldn't see anything. Well, yeah. turn your brightness up. I can't think of uh, anything recently. Because it would be a movie that, that you would like and everybody else didn't like. So, because everybody, like, the marketing is so on the nose with, with, with movies nowadays that they can just figure out what to dump all their money into and it'll be a blockbuster well because a lot of times they just go hey what do y'all want to see oh okay we'll make that yeah yeah it's i I don't know i don't know what a movie maybe no because dune did fine i don't know i don't know what's uh, it's really hard to just project it because how many movies have you seen that came out that just sucked and then blacklight and then (laughs) it's just they still suck But, but you gotta like it uh uh what is it called what the northman Maybe in the north. I think that could be something because, I mean, I'm sure there are artistic people like Hayden that love, you know, all that. But I thought it was dumb. I fell asleep. But it, I mean, I, it, it it had some interesting parts. I can see where yeah. people would like it for what it was. Mm-hmm. So I could see that being something in the future, like that. Um, what is it? What is that? I gotta look up this movie. It is like some big movies that become like. I mean, it's a huge blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Well, it's out in theaters, and then after that, it's like you got your DVD sales, and then it just keeps going with people just still like, oh, my God, this movie. They watch it, like, every freaking day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Near Dark, 1987. That was Catherine Bigelow's first movie, mm-hmm. and she wanted to do a Western. And the studio said, no, uh, vampires is a big thing because of Lost Boys and stuff like that. So she did a vampire Western, mm-hmm. and she was married to uh, James Cameron at the time, so she got James Cameron, you know, Funny. connections. <laughs> and... Uh, it was a movie that did terrible in box mm-hmm. office, but it does have a huge cult following. I've never today. heard of it. I feel like a lot yeah. of Westerns have that. It's got uh, Bill Paxton in it oh. and um, Lance, the bishop guy from Alien. Lance Henriksen? Yeah. Is that his name? I think so. So. Yeah. But like uh, the old like spaghetti Westerns. Those are cult movies. Yeah. They're called spaghetti. What? Like the old like Clint Eastwood ones. Like yeah. the... Yeah, Sergio Leone. Because those movies didn't really do great. I mean, people have been Western to death at that point by John Wayne. They were so cheap to make. Yeah. You know, if you got, you know, 1% of America just Mm -hmm. into the theaters to see, you made a profit. But people still talk about the movies, even though they weren't, like, huge box office stuff. Yeah. And that's essentially what 
Clint Eastwood does today. He makes movies for like less than a million dollars, and you know, but his name puts butts in seats, mm-hmm. so they're they're gonna make a profit off of it. Even though some of his more later movies are just trash. Yeah. So I mean, and then you have movies like nowadays. I feel like pretty much everybody that I know that's seen Animal House likes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but that's considered a cult cult movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love the production of that movie. Again, like it and Airplane, they were just bananas comedy that nobody nobody done it yeah and they they didn't know what to do with it so if it did well or didn't Mm -hmm. it it still went against the norm so much where it found its Mm -hmm. way later on Mm -hmm. so i think i mean you could make an argument that there's a party house genre of cult (laughs) films where like you have animal house and just a bunch of frat boys going crazy you got the american pie movies that came later it came later and then you got like project x i didn't see that one you hadn't seen that one no was that movie it came out and then only like high school kids went and saw this. And then all of a sudden it blew up with college kids. And like, you know, it was just men, you know, 15 to 30 yeah. went to go see this. And then like, it was like all this like fallout, like phenomena past it. Um, it's weird because like you, you have to have movies that started essentially in the 70s because movies in the 60s and earlier, everybody saw them. It didn't matter. If they were good or bad. Well, I mean, you have yeah. movies like The Evil Dead that spawned a whole franchise, and it was a cult movie to start with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's got to it's got to be later on. Yeah. You know, like Van Helsing. It's a cult movie, right? There's some there's some Sam Spade movies that are not that great, mm-hmm. but people saw them anyways because it mm-hmm. had uh, uh, the 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 mouth guy and what's his name? The mouth guy. Uh, the dude with the big mouth. Yeah, sure. What's his name? Oh, um, James Cagney. No. Uh, Pulls name up. I didn't require it. Who knows? We're going to require research. <laughs> well, I mean, you also have some like just trash movies that are considered cult classics just because people like to watch them to the make room. fun of them. Like The Room. And, and, and Killer Clowns from Outer, Outer Space. space. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of the uh, Stephen King, like older horror movies, like yeah, Silver, Silver Bullet, Bullet Christine. Yeah. Uh, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a cult movie. I, Tremors. I, that's Tremors. Cool. Tremors is a great cult movie. That's a, yeah. that's just a good movie. God dang, Underground Monsters. <laughs> I mean, the, the Hills Have Eyes, the original was a cult, yeah. and then it you know, it blossomed to mm-hmm. a reboot of all things. Yeah, there's, a, there's some sex movies back in the 70s that, like, really – they were just trying to shock people. Yeah, and, and Barbarella. Yeah, and, you know, the like to, you know, basically see how far they could get with the uh, the, uh, the censorship, ratings, yeah. and see if they could basically sell pornography, and those be- ended up becoming cult movies. Mm-hmm. Some uh, directors who couldn't be taken seriously in the creative world use that sex stuff to to sell uh, for some of their better ideas, and their famous movies today. Mm-hmm. You got like a lot of kung fu movies. Like Enter the Dragon, yeah. Now, would you would you consider Scarface to be a cult movie? Um, see, crime stuff is. I mean, that's its own little niche, isn't it? I mean, to me, it just felt like another action drama because that was uh, Pacino. No, the director was uh, the guy who did uh, Carlito's Way. What was his name? Bitch uh, is looking it up. Yeah, I'm trying to. I thought Scarface did decent. I can't remember if it did or didn't. Uh, Edward Richardson. Oh, well, he was the art director. Brian De Palma. Yeah, De Palma. Oh, okay. So, I think uh, he did one recently that was really bad. Yeah, it's hard to tell though with some crime movies because, like, you know, people love a good crime story. Well, I mean, you know, 
like the Godfather, 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 Godfather set the stage for that, and Godfather was a blockbuster hit. Mm-hmm. So you can't say that that was a cult movie. Then you almost like blend it in with like you know, like police drama, crime stuff, like Heat. Yeah. Now everybody thought that the Godfather was gonna be bad before it came out. Yeah. But you know they kept it they kept threatening to sh- uh, shut it down. Yeah. And interfering with uh, what's his face Coppola. Mm-hmm. And, and then, in my opinion, unfortunately, you have movies like "I Spit on Your Grave" that yeah. continue to be made. Those are those uh, those are those sex movies I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just I, I don't understand. Like, yeah. what's the draw to that? And you got like Sharknado. Yeah. Well, those are those are just like I, I don't. A, you the can't sci-fi the sci-fi film the sci-fi t- channel it, movies. But yeah, but it's it, it's yeah it's 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 cult only because it's a, like a joke. It's like a novelty movie. You yeah. Know? So, like, you get a badge of honor for finishing it. Well, like, yeah. you, you punish me with the movie Reefer Madness. It's yeah. considered a cult film just because um, people like to watch it to laugh. So's Velocipaster. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Or anything, yeah. Crap like that. And then the Blues Brothers. I mean. Yeah. That was. Nowadays, you look back and it's like, oh, those guys are big time actors now. Or, right. you know, before one passed away. But. It, or, but it's like you know they started out with that low budget, like goofy. It was basically an SNL skit that just went too long. Yeah, so. it was basically they. Um, Dan Aykroyd was huge in the blues. Got John Belushi hooked on it, uh-huh. and Belushi wanted to perform the blues, so they started going to clubs. Yeah, and then they, the SNL band they had at the time, who were all like top notch musicians, uh-huh. they all liked the idea, and they started playing at clubs around New York or outside the city. And then they were just like, "Hey, we need a call to open this act. We couldn't do it." And they were like, what do you guys got? And they just go, yeah, we got an idea. <laughs> and then they just came out and did it live, the uh, Soul Man, and that just what spawned the movies. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and then they had the movie like the, the Toxic Avenger, which wouldn't, I don't know if it came oh, first or, or, or the yeah. cartoon came first. Uh, it might have been a comic book. I don't remember. But but now it's being remade with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Dinklage. Really? Isn't that Tyrant? Or Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's remaking that. I don't know if he's just a voice of CGI or what. But. I don't know. Trauma is weird because it's like it, it that's knows its own category. It, it's self aware of they being, do it on purpose of being a B movie and like yeah. Father's Day, the right. psychopath who's biting wieners. <laughs> One that I didn't really realize was necessarily a cult movie was uh, the Princess Bride. Like, I mean, most people. Yeah, that movie like didn't it. do well when it came out, but it it's like one of like the best movies. Yeah, ever okay. made. That's a great movie. That's a, that's one of those novelty, not novelty in the in the hokey sense, in the in the sense of like you know everybody can watch it and enjoy it throughout the generations. Yeah, so. and it gets better every time you watch it. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I just want you know want to go through and talk uh, about some cult films. That small were, soldiers. Eh, I, I still don't like it. And it didn't do great to begin with. They, they tried way too hard. I remember when that movie came out, they were, like, thinking this was going to be, like, a, uh, a, every kid was going to freak out about this movie, but it was really adult for a kid movie. Mm-hmm. So, the Gorgonites. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they wanted to make it even edgier than what it originally Yeah, like, people as. were dying. Like, yeah. it was, like, it'd be like Gremlins. Right, right. Like, it, well, Gremlins, for instance, is a good example because mm-hmm. that was a PG-13, one of the first ones, mm-hmm. and uh, people didn't really know what to do with that one. So, I think like an American Werewolf in London was similar. Yeah, cult. I, I know it's one of like the best cult horror movies and one of the best horror movies as it's been reviewed. Mm. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that John Hughes? No, that's um, the guy who did uh, Twilight Zone and Animal House. I can't remember his name. Um, what's this Twilight Zone movie? He got sued for this movie. Um, because of the helicopter incident. Oh yeah. Mm. 
directed by Landis, John Landis. John Landis, that's right. Yeah. Now you got some of the like uh, the cult movies. It's when somebody kind of ventures a little too far, like a. Uh, the Labyrinth with Jim Henson. He's, yeah. He always has all these nice, like, the Muppets and all mm-hmm. that, and then he has these creepy When he gets dark. to go off the rails. Yeah. And for some reason, the Labyrinth worked, but Dark Crystal just can't. And yeah, it, yeah. Dark Crystal was rough. He was trying really hard to push Muppets or puppets into a medium where people could take it seriously as a form of, uh, like, character portrayal. And it's just... The only accurate... The only convincing puppet portrayal of a character that I believe could be, like, suspension of disbelief happened was Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, but I mean, it, it helps if your primary characters are not puppets. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, you know, it's a great cult class I'm thinking about. Time Bandits. Yeah, uh, the, not not my favorite movie. I but love that movie. It's it's little a, people, yeah. big adventure. Because that's got John Cleese and Sean Connery in it, right? Yeah, that's where um, Terry Gilliam did the Terry movie, Gilliam. and he they, basically anything Terry. Gilliam. They basically just called Sean Connery just like as like almost a joke. Yeah. And he's like, no, yeah. He's like, I could do it. It's like, what days? And they're just like, oh, I'm just like flipping through the pages. Like, oh, we could do these days. He goes, yeah, I'm free. Sweet. Yeah. You're like, holy crap, we got Sean Connery. Yeah, Highlander is their example. Yeah. And it's it's funny to see like some of the, some actors stay in cult classic movies like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He either unless he's in a bit part, it's pretty mm-hmm. much a cult classic kind of movie that right. he's in. This is niche. Well, I mean, I guess you could say you try to break out in TV with burn notice and stuff like that. So yeah, but just mm-hmm. as far as films go, it's yeah. <laughs> Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like TV show cult classics too. Um, I guess you could say Battlestar would be an example. Battlestar Galactica, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, I'd, I'd say uh, Buffy St- the Vampire Slayer. I'd say Star Trek was the first. Yeah, because it failed. Well, yeah, because back. it was it was different for its time. Yeah, yeah. so. And then he came back with a vengeance. I think TV could probably take film in what is considered a cult classic first because everybody had options for TV back in the day, not so much for film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Star Trek was early 60s, you know. Yeah, it was like the mid-60s. You wouldn't think of a cult classic in film till about the 70s. So. Uh, yeah, there was just a little uh, conversation that kind of just came up that uh-huh. figured we could talk about uh if people want to hear more about it, we can dive a little deeper into it. But yeah, it, any, it was kind yeah. of a last moment thing. <laughs> you got any ideas, or if you think that a movie should be a cult classic, you know, message on entertainerspodcast.com. And uh, I mean, if, if you want to tell us why you think a movie is a cult classic, we'll read it here. Mm-hmm. So we'll look at it. One of us will review it, and we'll tell you if you're a smart person or a dumb person. I'll let Tom do that part. You dab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this. Goodbye from Mitch. Bye. Tom. Bye. Yeah, goodbye.